I'm Jason. I'm John. And I'm Marquis. And this is Just Just Getting Getting By. A free talk forum about the creative process and the wounds that hold us back from achieving our goals. Each week, building a roadmap through dialogue with working and struggling artists about how to better manifest a successful show business career. Hey everyone, it's Marquis. This week we spoke with the self-proclaimed princess of Compton, Luna Lovebad. Luna has led a very interesting life, which is much different than the lives of some of our other guests. She studied music and performance at a performing arts high school based in Los Angeles, where she could hone in on her talents in hopes of becoming a pop star. Also, in the early days of social media, Luna took to MySpace in search of a community to be accepted by only to find that she had the power to create a community of her own just by embracing her unique self. Now, Luna is thriving as one of few transgender musicians and took the main stage recently at LA Pride. Throughout the years, she has dealt with self-acceptance, name changes, name calling, and shady business deals, but she has managed to rise again and again like a phoenix from the ashes. Please enjoy our interview with the lovely, inspiring, friend and sister of mine, Luna Lovebad. So tell us about Luna Lovebad. Who are you? Oh my we know, gosh. But I the audience. I don't know. Right. She's like multiple personalities into one person, I feel. <laughs> I mean, like every day, it's like something different. Just right. <laughs> I remember when we were first meeting, you were like the reigning queen of MySpace and had done all of that and had created like a pretty big following yeah. on social media. Like Unintentionally. The media. Right. Also. So how did that come about? Well, I was going to school at, um, at Cal LA and they have a performing arts high school there. So when I was in eighth grade, I remember everybody was like talking about all these like different high schools. Like CAMS was one of them on Dominguez. Mm-hmm. Um, Dominguez's campus and it's like mainly for people that are interested in like math and science and then there's like King Drew and that was like more medical and then Loxo was like the art school and so we visited all these campuses and I just knew that I like really wanted to like be at this campus whatever so when I was in school I was like this super like hot topic punk goth like emo bitch right mm-hmm. and there are, like, very few people that had, like, similar style as me. And I I don't know. Like, I felt like I didn't really find, like, the right people that I, like, wanted to befriend. Like, I had friends, but I feel like I had only so much in common with any of them. Right. And so when MySpace became a thing, like I remember I had like a live journal and a Zanga and stuff like that. And I had this homegirl um, who was like, you should get a MySpace. And I was like, okay. So I downloaded it and I saw, saw like all these people like Jeffree Star and like Darlene Nikki and mm-hmm. Tila Tequila and all this stuff. And I was like, wow, like MySpace hasn't even been out for that long, but like they have these like huge followings and like these personas and stuff like where how did this like all come about but um you know further using it and whatnot like I ended up finding like other people that had like similar tastes and style like at the time I was going through this like super scene queen kind of phase Mm -hmm. 
And I, um, well, there's this one girl that I went to school with, and her name was Deanna. She's a designer now. And she had similar style to me, and then, like, she was introducing me to all these other people. And then I met people, like, on the internet as well who lived, like, pretty, like, fairly close. Right. Like, I grew up in Compton, and then, like, South Bay was fairly close. It's, like, 20 minutes. Right. So I had friends that lived in, like, PV and, like, Redondo, Torrance and shit, and they were all, like, scene kids, too. So, yeah, like, I was just, like, super rebellious and, like, wanted to, like, constantly be around them and hang out with them, so I would, like, lie to my parents about where I was. <laughs> I would, like, sneak out of my fucking window like, I would literally walk out the back door of my house, like, and I would get caught. Like, they knew, like, what I was doing. Right. Um, And, yeah, like, we would just, like, take selfies. Like, selfie wasn't even, like, a word right. at the time. It was just, like, we would just take pictures of ourselves at, like, these really, like, obscure angles where you can kind of tell what we looked like, but... No, because there's, like, all this hair in our right. faces and, like, black makeup hair. and shit. Like, so, um, can I cuss on here? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. So, just all this black shit in our eyes and everything. And we would just always take photos of us, like, going out and everything like that. And I guess, you know, other people had caught on or would just, like, follow and see. And they'd be like, wow, like, I wish I can find people like you guys, like, where I'm from, like, there are no scene kids, blah, 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 like, all that good stuff. And that's kind of, like, how it all really... What is a scene kid? <laughs> so, <laughs> scene is this, like, I guess subculture, mm -hmm. if you want to call it, of, like, fashion. Um, I remember, like, emo music was really popular at the time, and, like, the way that people dressed, they had, like, black hair, thick black glasses like eyeliner band t-shirts like things like that skinny jeans yeah, chains skinny jeans, thick chains, belts specific thick bands belts. too Grommets. right like my chemical romance panic yeah, of the disco uh -huh. type of thing. dashboard dashboard like, all that kind of stuff. so like i feel like scene was kind of this more like eccentric elevated like version of like emo mm -hmm. because i had like blonde like motley crew hair i would literally like take a piece and spray the fuck out of it with, like, <laughs> like bedhead, like, hardhead hairspray or, like, got-to-be glue. Uh -huh. Like, spray both sides, take a fucking um, flat iron and, like, flat iron flat over iron it until over it just, like, sticks straight <laughs> up. And you brush it out and it'll just, you know, like, be all big and voluminous. And, <laughs> yeah, like, but it was just, like, it was more extreme. Like, it was, like, more colorful at times. There was, like, these things called, like, coon stripes. Like, I had these, like, extensions that were, like, hair. raccoon striped pieces. And, mm. yeah, it was just this more, like, elevated style that, like, came from, I guess, like, alternative emo. So scene was mostly a fashion trend. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Did so from, from being the, like, scene queen and building that audience, was that what made you take a dive into starting to pursue music or was that something that just kind of came once you visited that school? Um, I wasn't really passionate about going to school. I think I was going through a lot of like personal like problems, not mm -hmm. problems, but just like inner demons that I was like facing with. Cause I was just like very 
I was experimenting with my look a lot and like I didn't really know like whether I was like male or female or Mm -hmm. anything like I just felt like I was going through so much that I wasn't really like applying myself into all these other areas and so like like the internet and like fashion and and like listening to music not really like pursuing it was like where I was really um putting in all my energy and focus into at the time right um how was that path of self-discovery like was it weird with your friends with your family or it was definitely weird with my family i grew up in a very like religious household my mom's jehovah's witness and my dad is catholic but he's not like practicing and um yeah, like, anytime that I'd, like, come back home with, like, eyeliner on or, like, black fingernails or, like, would try to leave the house, they'd be like, uh-uh, like, you cannot do that in my house. But, like, I was so rebellious. Like, I would always find ways to, like, do it. Like, I would buy makeup and they throw it away and I'd just go buy some more. <laughs> or, like, borrow my friends or something. But um, it was it was definitely, like, um, like a battle right (laughs) like I guess for lack of a better word um because I was constantly like trying to fight against you know like what my parents wanted Um, right and then as far as friends like I feel like they're much more like understanding than like anybody else was of course because I think with (laughs) a lot of a lot of millennials self-discovery was something that was What's the word? I guess just something tough for all of us to go through in the age of the internet, in the age of being able to see people who you may admire online and then feel like, oh, my parents might think that is weird if I were to do that or thinking about just outside sources and how they view everything. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm a child of the internet. Right. I'm not going to lie. Like, I feel like... I would probably be, like, some basic, simple bitch if I if it wasn't for, like, these, like, platforms like LiveJournal and MySpace and Zynga and stuff mm-hmm. like that and, like, finding other people that, like, had similar... And the people that interests. found you were saying to you, you know, I wish that I had could find friends like that. Mm-hmm. Um, did you respond? Yeah, absolutely. I mean... What would it, you say? I would be, like, um, they're out there. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I think you just have to really um, look for those... People. I mean, scene was just such a like big like thing at the time. I feel like there were so many scene kids or people that were into that like lifestyle at the time. Um and yeah, I mean I was and I was really young, like I really didn't know like the amount of like I guess power that I had with my platform Mm. and, like, helping other people and stuff. And I didn't really, like, know, like, what to say. So, like, I, you know, I just did. Just say whatever. (laughs) I would just say whatever. Like, I don't know. (laughs) So, at that time, were were you operating as Luna Love Bad or? No, I was, like, so I had a nickname, like, my whole life. And it was Izzy. And so everyone knew me as Izzy. And um, my 
government name is Israel. So I was really into like Paris Hilton and the simple life and all that shit. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, like Paris Hilton, like Israel Hilton, Izzy Hilton, like it's a place, a country, a city, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, Israel is a country. Wow. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And so, um, yeah, I just really wanted to like embody like everything that like they were about. Mm -hmm. They were just like, pretty and like vapid mm-hmm. but like performatively like vapid right like they were smart they knew what they were doing but like you know it was just fun to play like this like that character little airhead bitch like, <laughs> but also like super glam and so that's kind of like how um that all started who's luna love bad an identity or a character an identity, okay. definitely. I felt like Izzy Hilton like really helped um, in a way to um, be this kind of like stepping stone into like finding who I am like as like a person, as a woman, as an artist, as a as a creative. So right, yeah. I think I think shortly after we were meeting you because i think when i met you i was still going by by izzy Izzy at the time yeah and then like shortly after you were formally luna love bad like i feel like there was no trace of like no i felt like i was definitely like trying to not um be associated with that at all Mm -hmm. because i was so um i was just so into it and like into like the scene culture and fashion and everything I never thought that like I would have like grown out of it but it's really funny because now I feel like at in some way like all these like little scene kids and stuff are just all like recycled mm-hmm. scene kids in one way or another because like the fashion is like still outlandish and there and like the colorful hair is all there but it's just more like I guess um polished right Right, where I feel like definitely in our days it was like messy boots. Yeah, like, because it was like you can you only had so much money to do right. with what you got and like. Right, and we didn't have all the beauty influencers of today to no. tell us like what our eyebrows needed to look like or like how to do your hair. Yeah, exactly. Like, it was just like all very DIY. Right. Mm-hmm. This may be a very rudimentary question, but when you uh, landed on Luna Lovebad as your identity and your name, mm-hmm. how did you go about communicating that to to everybody in your life? You know, is it, it, it this may sound silly, but like, do you send a text? <laughs> like, do, is it is it person by person? Do you it wait was, for them to learn? Um. Well, everyone that I was like close with, I definitely let them know. Um, I've always loved the name Luna. I was always, like, obsessed with, like, astrology and, like, um, space. Like, I remember, like, growing up my room in my room, like, I had all these, like, glow-in-the-dark, like, planets and stars, like, hanging from the ceiling. And, like, my bedding was all, like, sun and moon and stars mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I grew up watching, like, a lot of Sailor Moon. So I was, like, really into, like, Luna. Like, right. I love the name always. So I was just, like... I feel more like a Luna than I do an Izzy. Mm-hmm. And then also at the time, like, I was going through this, like, huge change in my life where I was, like, you know, not really comfortable with being, like, this androgynous gender fuck kind of person that I was before. 
and like came out as trans. And so I just wanted like, I guess a name to go with what I felt like on the inside. Right. And yeah, that's kind of how like Luna came and about. So how was the, how was your home life in making that transition in the name and, and, you know, just like the support or lack of It was definitely difficult because I had just moved away from home for like two, three years. Where were you at at the time? I was in Houston. And you're from Compton. I'm from Compton originally. So I like met somebody through MySpace and we were like long distance for a year and a half. And then we lived together for like another year and a half. He kind of just gave me this like ultimatum like, oh, like where is this relationship going to go? Like, are we going to like, you know, continue it and like do something about it? Or is it just going to be like long distance? Because that's not like really what I want to do. And so I just felt like super pressured because I really love this person. But um, at the same time, I was like, I don't want to lose them. And then at the time I was like, I had just graduated like cosmetology school and I was getting like all these like clients and doing like hair and makeup for like shoots and runway stuff. Right. And um, yeah, so um, after that it ended... Well, the reason why it ended was because I always presented as female. Like, I always looked female. And, like, my ex at the time was a gay male who identified as a gay male who liked other gay men who looked like gay men Mm -hmm. or who looked like men. So um, I guess he was under the impression that this was just something that I did, like, half the time. Mm. And I thought it was really weird because I'm like, you would visit me, like, weeks at a time. Like, I spent a whole month with him, like, one time. And, um, yeah, like, it it just threw me off for him to think, like, oh, like, this isn't, this isn't just, like, some character, like, this is who I am. Um, so that was, like, basically the main reason why it ended, and then for a while I was just, like, really lost and didn't know, like, who I wanted to be or anything like that, and I had this, like, conversation with, like, a homegirl of mine who was trans and, like, was already, like, like into her transition and everything and like broke it down to like this really simple like hypothetical situation where she was like what if you were in love with someone and they wanted to marry you and like you had a wedding and all this stuff like would you want to be the bride would you want to be a groom would you want to wear a dress would you want to wear a suit and I was just like no bitch like I want to be the bride I want to wear a dress I want to look fab and she was just like girl like just you know I'll help you anyway you can't like any way that I can right transition so like that's just kind of how Luna Love Bad came so when was when did that process begin like the full transition for hormones and hair name was it all instant or no was it gradual it was definitely gradual I um I think the first move was the name. Mm-hmm. The name definitely was, like, the move, first move. And then letting everybody know that, like, I came out or that I'm coming out as transgender and, like, I would like to be referred as 
she, mm-hmm. her pronouns, mm-hmm. and that my name was Luna. And then Luna Love Bad came about because of, like, <laughs> I just thought that, like, I was so, like, tainted. And, like, I really loved, like, Luna Love Good at the time. Mm-hmm. So I just felt like my love was just, like, not good enough for this person or just, like, not for anyone. So, like, I'm going to be Luna Love Bad, you know? <laughs> it was just, like, really corny and, like... But it's so good. <laughs> I love it's, it. <laughs> I know. Literally the name that rolls off the tongue, Mama. Exactly. <laughs> what is that What is that called when, like, you have, like, two... Of the same letter? Yeah, alliteration, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, we love alliteration, we don't love we? Love. <laughs> sure do. Here for that. So, um, so, so... Yeah, it started with, like, the name. And then I remember I reached out to my aunt, who was, like, my sister, like, growing up, basically. And I told her that everything and I was like I want to go to the LGBT center and like start the process so she like took me and went with me fill out all this paperwork like set up appointments and everything and like so that's an option for for people out there that are to go to the LGBT center and they guide you mm-hmm. they guide you towards the hormones and and what the next step is or yeah um basically they have you fill out a bunch of paperwork and answer a bunch of questions And then they also ask you about, like, you know, do you have medical insurance? Like, would you be able to, like, afford this? And I was like, no, I got no money. Like, (laughs) I'm a broke, like, young adult just trying to figure my life out. And they help you pretty much. Like, I mean, I had to pay for the hormones and stuff like that. Um, But it was, like, a lot less than, like, what they would probably normally have been yeah um so yeah it's definitely an option that's great um i really didn't know where else to go and so i just like looked it up and went and they helped me out and i just went from there yeah (laughs) so i know that early on you had like a couple of songs that were just kind of trailing around the internet kind of like Late scenes, scene kit days, early, yeah, bad days. Uh-huh. So, how did those come about? Uh, how did that come about? <laughs> I like, I've always wanted to be like an artist, but I think so. Like, the songs that you're referring to, they were all like rap, mm-hmm. like freestyles and demos and things like that. So, um, I listen to, like, a lot of rap and a lot of hip-hop, like, Trina and, like, Lil' Kim were, like, everything. Like, <laughs> Aaliyah was, like, my idol at the time. Um, yeah, I just really wanted to do rap music and, and hip-hop, and I was super inspired by, like, Nicki Minaj when she came out. Um, I remember, like, Krayshawn had just came out, too. Mm-hmm. And, like, a bunch of other girls. And I was just like, wow, this is really incredible that, like, all of these female rappers are coming out and doing the damn thing. Right. Like, I want to do that. And so I remember, like, somebody reached out to me. Or I reached out to somebody. And I was like, I want to do, like, a song with you. Or, like, I'm, like, would you be down to, like, produce a song for me? So, like, the first song that we ever did was called Baddest Bitch. And... We yeah, never, I remember that. We never ended up finishing it, and I had, like, a fallout with this person and everything, but it just, like, circulated, like, on the internet. Like, I still got people that are like, are you ever going to release Baddest Bitch? And I'm just like, 
You're like, no. that's real? Oh, girl. That's, oh, we don't talk about that. You know? But we are on a podcast. Um, but uh, yeah, like it was, that was like the first thing that I think I'd ever created mm-hmm. like, on my own, like musically. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, it was fun. It was a way for me to like, you know, feel my oats and like feel like a bad bitch and um, really embrace like who I was or was becoming and yeah I put out like other freestyles and like that's pretty much it I, it didn't really go anywhere else from there but I remember specifically when I was when I had the realization that Luna needs to be an artist I think maybe you had texted me something that you were putting on SoundCloud and um it was you singing re-jazz. Oh, yeah. yeah. I did re-jazz. So I did this, like, acapella, like, cover on uh, SoundCloud. And that circulated also. And I don't know. Like, I just did it and put it up there just because, like, I didn't really know what I was doing mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like going through the motions really but yeah like people really loved it so then mm-hmm. how did that get you to where you are now because since then you've released an EP you are performing at Pride in LA yeah it's June which is exciting <laughs> it's so exciting <laughs> um I just um I guess I just had this, like, realization, like, you have, like, a God-given talent. Like, why waste it? And you are in L.A. Like, there's so many, like, creatives and so many people that are, like, you, like, who don't have the funds to really, like, pay somebody to, like, do this shit for you. So, like, mm-hmm. you can just collaborate and, like, work with one another. And, and yeah, that was pretty much what... How it Made you get serious about your music career. So yeah. how long ago was this that you like really got serious in your head? Like, oh, I'm not just gonna put a cover on SoundCloud like because I feel like it. Like I'm actually taking these steps toward a career. Um, I think this is probably like five years ago. Cool. So yeah. five years, and who did you start collaborating with? Um, just a bunch of different like local producers and things I never really had like good experiences Mm. um there are a lot of like falling outs there are a lot of people who um were trying were looking at me like this like way of like making like money or like I don't know like there's this one situation where I had a friend that was working for Interscope Mm-hmm. or capital I think it was Interscope and I remember Jeffree Star had just came out with like music at the time and like everything that he was doing was basically like I'm hotter than your girlfriend and like I'll steal your man like <laughs> kind of stuff uh-huh. and like my friend was like really into um like the rap stuff that I was doing and he wanted to like pitch me like to Interscope as like basically that like this like person that's trying to like trick men and like steal 
these girls' boyfriends and stuff like that, like, pretty much make me, like, this, like, gimmick. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want that. And I was like, that's cool that, like, there's this opportunity, but, like, I don't want to do that. Mm. So. Because that's not who you are. Yeah, that's not who I am at all. I'm like, I'm a female. I'm a woman. Like, I'm not trying to and i'm not trying to trick anybody i'm not trying to like steal anybody's man like, yeah I'm, <laughs> right that's your man <laughs> yeah i'm like keep your stupid ugly man i don't want him <laughs> um he broke and he ugly he broke and he ugly <laughs> fuck you too for being with him <laughs> so um yeah it was just really off-putting i was like wow this is cool like like you know offer but like it was just so ugly to me. Like, I didn't want to do that. Um, so, yeah, that didn't end up happening. And then, like, all the producers that I was, like, working with at the time were, like, look, like, I didn't really, you know, there weren't really, like, a whole lot of, like, trans female women that were doing music at the time. Mm-hmm. So, they're, like, ooh, like, we need to jump on her. Like, I had this, like, one producer who, like, we would work together like every single day like every single day we did like a different thing mm. and he was just like this is great we should like put it out and I'm like no like this is so unpolished this isn't me like like if I'm gonna work on something like I want to put like 100% into it and like right. when I feel it's like done and perfect is when like I want to put it out right but he was just so adamant of just like putting something out just to put it out there and mm-hmm. like make a quick dollar and, right. like, I don't, I didn't want to be, like, this kind of person who just, like, puts out, like, single after single and have, you know, like, one burnout and then, like, put out another one and then another one. Like, mm-hmm. it was just, like, we didn't mesh well. And then it just turned into this, like, really awful thing and, like, it was just turned into, like, a fallout. And for a while, I was just, like, really um, um, disappointed with the way that, like, things were going mm-hmm. and uh, just really, like, let down and, like, didn't know, like, whether or not I wanted to continue to do music or not. So, like, I took a break from it for, like, a while. And then um, I remember my friend who is an amazing singer, shout out to Jenna Wad. Um, she yeah right she's incredible like so good so I remember I was like doing her hair and like she had just started like doing music and doing all these shows and stuff and she introduced me to a producer and his name is Bill Burke and he has a production music production company called Gooey and like the first time we had met like he already had like these ideas and stuff and he's like let's go let's fucking do this blah 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 and like and we just meshed really well and then from there like that's how like the lit up ep came about so the gooey team ended up producing that entire ep mm-hmm. that's amazing yeah um i had written comatose maybe like a year before that and didn't really think i was going to do anything mm-hmm. with it um I had worked with, like, another songwriter in collaboration with, um, on Lit Up, mm-hmm. and was really trying to, like, put that out as, like, my first single, but then, like, a bunch of stupid shit happened, <laughs> and it never happened. Um, but yeah, like, Bill just really, like, believed in, like, my vision, and, like, was very, like, encouraging, and, like, 
was always I remember like I'd go in there and I would he would just be like how are you and I'd just be like I'm so sad like I don't know like I just have zero confidence and like I don't even know if I want to do music and da, 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 like and he was just like always build me up and always like be like no like you can do this like I just really needed people that like weren't going to like look at me as just some like money like maker right and like see me for like the person that I am and like for my talents and right yeah and all <laughs> really important I think especially when you're first introducing yourself to an audience is like to set up who you want to be like if the world understands you as one thing you don't get really a second chance to then tell them, oh, no, I'm actually this. Yeah. Like, if you had allowed them to pitch you to Interscope if with this, like, man-tricker catfish scenario, yeah. it's like that would have been really hard to undo right. that perception. So it's, like, really important to have these standards for yourself. Like, I think it's tricky balancing, like, yeah, you need to have standards and everything <laughs> needs to be perfect, but also, like, you do need to just crank out content and, like keep them fed and put it out there but like you have to keep those standards and make sure it's really authentic to you or else yeah it was just about finding this like medium Mm -hmm. more so than anything like I'm such a Libra like I'm so like unbalanced and I'm trying to always find that balance between the two so right (laughs) how did you land the uh, pride gig this year how did that come to be uh my friend Juan is an amazing designer and he's like very well connected so he like reached out to some people from them and then I also had somebody reach out to me that was like on their um team like via DMs so before he had even like told me that he was like reaching out to all these people there was this like girl that was in my DMs and was like, we'd love to have you. Like, we love your EP and, like, everything that you're about. And I just, like, dropped my phone. And I was like, are you for real? Like, is this a joke? Like, I had to, like, look at this person's, like, Instagram and be like, <laughs> is this bitch for real? Like, <laughs> and and she was legit. Like, she's on the team. And, um, yeah, and then from there, like, once I told them that I was down, they, like, reached out and... Yeah, it just... Yeah, really I remember exciting. you sending... It's so exciting. I remember <laughs> you sending me a screenshot of you receiving that message and being like, is this real? Yeah, I'm like, is this real life? Like, I've yes. only had this EP out for, like, two mo- a month. So you haven't been performing live? I've performed, like, four times. But you've okay. done some pretty lucrative performances within those four times, like... I know one of the ones that I went to was during Outfest, and it was, like, sponsored by HBO. Yeah, so that was last year. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember Outfest was happening, and they had an after party, and they were looking for a bunch of artists to perform, um, LGBTQ artists, Mm -hmm. and for their after party. And my friend Dorian Electra reached out to me and asked me if I wanted to do it. And everything was just in, like, these, like, baby demo stages. <laughs> and I was like, you know what, fuck it. Like, let's do it. Excuse me. And um, I, yeah, like, I, I just really wanted to, like, put myself out there and let people know that, like, yeah, this is something that, like, I'm super passionate about and, like, I'm serious about doing. Like, there's so many people out here that, like, 
talk, mm-hmm. but they don't walk. And yeah, I didn't want to be that. So I was just like, okay, I'm going to make this like my own like little personal goal. Like I'm going to perform at this outfest after party. And which it was lit. It was so much fun. <laughs> I had so much fun. Like it was my first time performing in front of a crowd and I don't even know how long. And and it was the first time you performed any of that material. Yeah. So, so it's kind of like a focus group. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I, I had already put out, um, lit up on SoundCloud. So mm-hmm. people knew like lit up, but they didn't know like the other two songs. Right. Yeah. It's really exciting and you really deserve it. Your voice is beautiful. Thank you. You are gorgeous. Thank and you. And you offer such a important point of view that's obviously underrepresented and a point of view from which I think so much of like female rap hip hop comes from trans feminine figures influences and so like to have it hear it straight from the source it's like where it should be coming from and like who we should be celebrating and uplifting so yeah you deserve everything (laughs) that's coming your way I think really good things are going to happen for you thank you who's been your biggest cheerleader along the way Oh my God, my friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my friends more than anything. My sister. My sister has always been like my number one like supporter. Right. Like, love Avani. Shout love out her. to Avani. Shout out to Avani. I love you. <laughs> I love you, bitch. I'm never going to stop loving you, bitch. Um, yeah. Like even when I was like going through my transition and like I was so scared to like come out to my parents like she was always like the person that like I confided in and like always look to for guidance even though she's like way younger than I am um but she's just so smart and so mature and like so mature it's so funny too (laughs) like the two of you literally look like twins like sisters (laughs) it's hilarious it's so funny like when we go out and people are like y'all look like sisters you're like yeah like well yeah (laughs) or like y'all look alike and I'm just like, well, yeah, we're related. <laughs> Where happen. do you live now? I live in Compton still. Oh, cool. So I, I don't know. Compton princess. Shout out to my hood, Compton. I love you. Compton <laughs> princess, always. <laughs> um, yeah, she's been like my biggest supporter. And has yeah. your family been supportive of that? this as a career goal? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, they've been the ones that have like helped me out as well, like, when I wanted to go to art school, like, when I wanted to enter, like, talent showcases, like, my mom was always, like, driving me everywhere, like, making sure that, like, I had everything that I needed. Um, yeah, and now they're, like, my biggest supporters as well. Um, I felt like in school, because of, like, everything that I was doing, like, rebelling and like, sneaking out of the house and, like, not abiding by anything that they wanted me to, like, do. Um, Like, our relationship has gotten, like, much... It's, like, much better now. Um, We've gotten, like, much closer. Mm. And it's been, like... It's been really hard. I'm not gonna lie. But, yeah, for them to be able to, like call me by like my preferred pronouns and like my name and everything is just like super have you suffered um have you have you suffered expressions of hate here in the city in my city yeah here in la in compton specifically 
Oh too. yeah, I mean, everywhere, definitely online, everywhere, right? definitely online. Like yeah. it's so much easier for people to do that shit online. Do you yeah. ignore right. it? Exactly. How do you respond? Um, I, I'm petty, <laughs> <laughs> and I got a smart mouth, and I would just sit there and just type. <laughs> I'm like, well, let me talk about you. Like, let me tell you something about you. But, um, most of the times I just ignore it. Yeah. And sometimes, like, I do have days where I'm just, like, I think more so than anything, like, I'm my biggest hater mm-hmm. and my biggest supporter. So, like, yeah, like, if anything, like, um, I don't really care, like, what other people have to say. How so, do you make ends meet right now? Like, through sp- Instagram sponsorships? Do you host parties? Or what are you doing? Um... Any way that I can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, modeling gigs, mm-hmm. hosting parties, um, sponsorships. Um, we love a brand deal. We love a brand deal. Mm-hmm. I had like my biggest one like last year, so I was like really excited about that. Um, performances now. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, I own so many clothes. <laughs> I'm like a hoarder, so I just started like emptying, like trying to like clean out my closet Are you and sell all that stuff. Poshmark and, like, or eBay? Poshmark, Depop. So <laughs> yes, yeah. Just yeah, I any... saw you created an Instagram Luna's closet or Luna, Luna Love Bad's closet. closet. <laughs> oh, let's plug her. Oh my god! Go yeah, Luna Love, um, Luna Love Bad's closet. On Instagram, buy you a little something. <laughs> Find her yeah, on Yeah, like support, support the cause. Honestly, like everything that like that I'm making right now is just like going back into music. Yeah. Like I'm working on like trying to get a new music video out, like all these like costumes and um, getting choreography together, um, booking more um, studio time, making new music. Yeah, everything is just like going yeah. back to music. Amazing. And what do you think like your superpower is that separates you from other artists trying to make it in pop and R&B right now? My superpower. Yeah, what is it about Luna Love that? <sighs> that is such a good question. You have me stumped right now. <laughs> <laughs> like I've been like nervous this whole time because I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to like answer certain questions but it's been a breeze (laughs) but now you got me stumped (laughs) what's my superpower um uh I don't give a fuck (laughs) (laughs) like I'm just doing the best that I can to like really um navigate through life. Right. <laughs> through life as an artist. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hear that's very successful. They get that book out right now, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Oh it's, my gosh, I'm reading that right now. It's is a methodology it? and you've been employing it. For I'm a reading long that time. right now. It's so good. And actually it is very you. Um because it's all about that mindset of realizing that no one else really gives a fuck about what it is that you're doing. And, like, we choose to give fucks about all of these external things. 
and end up becoming our own worst enemy because we're so worried about what everyone else is thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's that idea of like living without the fear of judgment because it's always going to be there. Like there's always going to be someone judging you. Yeah, there's always going to be haters. There's always going to be people that are going to like bring you down. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, there's just like so many there's so many people out there too that are like like I <laughs> Not to be a hater or anything, but there's people out there that I'm like, wow, like, how is it that they have this, like, platform and this impact and they're so, like, mediocre? Right. Uh-huh. It's a like, very real thing. There's a lot thing. of that out there, I'm not going to lie. But at the same time, it's just, like, having that mentality and, like, always believing in yourself. Right. Because if you're not believing in yourself, there's no reason for anyone else to. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, break the simulation. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, lastly, I want to ask you, do, was your 20s, has this time in your life felt like everything you expected it to be or imagined oh, it to no. be? Oh, no. Uh-uh. <laughs> I feel like little Luna would be surprised. Yeah. Because I felt like, like I always had to like hide who I was and like pretend to be something that I wasn't and like literally felt like god like is this what life is gonna be like like i hate it (laughs) (laughs) count me out um but no like i i'm very thankful to be where i am like i'm young i have the most amazing like support system like i have these amazing you know friends and followers and family um I'm healthy. <laughs> I'm I have a roof over my head. Um yeah, I'm just very grateful and very thankful and just very excited for what is to come in the near future. And we can we can find you at Luna Love Bad on Instagram. Yeah, so it's Luna Love Bad on Instagram. I'm on Apple Music, on Spotify, on SoundCloud. On and lunalovebad.com. Um under construction so (laughs) the url exists yeah the url exists it used to be like like a fashion kind of blog Mm, like a personal style blog Mm -hmm. um when that was cool stay tuned so Mm -hmm. yeah stay tuned and if uh when is la pride june 8th and 9th all right this may be airing after that however but they'll probably be up on youtube so go check her out but even then, I feel like there's going to be so much more mm-hmm. happening. <laughs> oh, and I know we said that this is probably going to be after Pride when uh-huh. this comes out. However, are we going to hear any unreleased songs during that set? We'll see. I'm working on a really cool mashup. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, I don't really want to say. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Oh my! Okay. <laughs> but I mean, it, it's it's hap- This is gonna happen after. Is this gonna air after? Yeah, yeah. Okay, but- then whatever. I'm like working on this really amazing. Um, I have a song called Picture Frame, and I usually open up with it. It's super fun, and I'm mashing up, mashing it up with Ashanti's Rock with You. Mm, so yeah. that's gonna be really that. exciting, and she's gonna be at Pride, and I've grew up like. Listening her. to her like on repeat all mm-hmm. the time, and I, yeah, I was like so obsessed with her. I'm still so obsessed with her. Um, so yeah, that's 
that's going to be it. And then I'm working on a new song called Drips that I'm going to be releasing like the day of the performance. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, we're looking forward to it. Thank you for coming today. Thanks for having me. This Yay. is so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and once again, that's Luna Love Bad on Instagram. Woo-hoo. And everything else. Period. Period. <laughs> <laughs>